Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. That's Church what I'll sound like when I'm old. isn't the podcast that planners deserve, but the podcast they need. Yeah. That's what I'm going to sound like when I'm old. This is Peyton Jones. You know what I'm going to sound like when I'm old? Huh? I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by Alexis. So I've been thinking about old age a lot, and here's why. You're 50? I'm 50. That is the number one reason. But I, for all my life, have looked at different people I admire and compared my age to theirs. So, for example... Like I'll look at like when a when a record comes out from a band I like I'll think of what age are and I'll be like where was I in my life during that time they they were thinking and singing about these things going through these changes what have I done or you know uh, historical figures preachers I like like Lloyd Jones Spurgeon always think through that stuff I'll I'll kind of compare I'll keep pace well recently I saw U two Bono performing at the Sphere. And it looks like he just looks like such an old man. Like the rest of the guys in the band look young. Bono has aged significantly. Like he looks like well, a grandpa. I think when he walked out to the mic with the walker, that was a good hint. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do that. Um, but that was a good joke. But he he didn't have to. Like just he looks so old. And I'm like, man. Like part of me, like he, uh, to me, and this is hard for me to say because I just listened to his biography this year, his autobiography on Audible, Songs of Surrender, phenomenal. But I think I I just wondered to myself, am I going to give it up by then? Like, like, I'm not going to still try to be a rock star at at that age, right? Like I'm going to embrace my age. Like I know right now. I am not Luke Skywalker. I'm not even Han Solo, you know, a little jaded, a little older than Luke. No, man, I'm Obi-Wan now. I ain't Yoda. But when I'm Yoda, man, put me in a Dagobah swamp. You know, you can come to me. But I don't think I'm going to be, you know, still riding the Millennium Falcon at like 80 years old, man. I'm I'm going to be all like, I don't even know if I'll know who you are, Pete, or if I know who I am. I'm pretty sure the way Alzheimer's is already hitting you. There's a pretty good chance you're not going to know who I am. Absolutely. Dude, it's weird, man. Like, I, I think it's early onset dementia. I think I got some. Really? I think so. You know what I heard? And you would know this better than I do. I, there's this medical dude. I see him all over the internet on reels and stuff. Some of his stuff is legit. I know that. Other stuff, I think he's a crackpot and out of his mind. So you being in the medical profession, you might know the answer to this. He goes, you know, we're one of the only countries left in the world 
that still calls Alzheimer's and dementia by those names. He goes, everyone else in the world calls it by what it is, which is type three diabetes. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, is that true? And he goes, I've never had anyone in my practice come to me who didn't have at least 10 years of elevated blood sugar levels and had Alzheimer's or dementia. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not, because I, like I said, some of his stuff is legit. Other of his stuff is he's out of his mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like one of the guys in our texting group, like texted something. So it's based on his practice. It's not actually based off of. I don't know. Well, that we'll see. That's that's what I'm. Yeah. That's one of the things that that one of the guys in our, our texting group, he threw in this, this, he was speaking at an event and this stuff that he was saying. And I go, first of all, I use much harsher language. I go, that's crap. And I go, it's show me the science. He can't show you the science because he's literally making that up off the top of his head. Like, I'm like, that. that is not true whatsoever. Now, other stuff that I've seen him say, I'm like, he's totally right. He's totally right. He's legit over there. But, yeah. I wish wish every human being had to take a logic and critical thinking class. You know, God bless, you know, community college. It puts that in your GE as one of the major electives you can do to satisfy GE requirements because most people haven't taken a logical and critical thinking course. And it kind of shows just saying. Interesting. Because hmm. you, so anyway. you just know basic logic. You'd be like, you know, it's kind of like they, they run through this thing with you. Like, are there any white crows out there? And everybody goes, no. And he goes, how do you know? And he writes the little logical equation. You know, I've never seen a white crow. Well, you know, that doesn't mean let's walk through logically. Right. That does not mean that, you know, basic logic, it, it passed your smell test. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's interesting because that's actually, uh, I think in our small group, we're going to start going through um, uh, reaching the unreached. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why you do that to me? We're going to start going through uh, cold case Christianity. Jay Warner Wallace's He's uh, a apologetic great book. dude. We've interviewed him, or at least yeah, we yeah. You remembered? No, I was wondering if you remembered because you know your your mind's going. We just talked about that. <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, that dude's awesome. Um, Werner, Jay he did Werner a lot of Wallace. stuff with uh, apologetics.com. So that's how I met him. It was over at my friend uh, Harry's house. He's the CEO of apologetics.com. We were doing a meeting over there. This I think right before his book got released. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, man, that was like 11 years. He ago, and I, 12 years. He ago. and I were published at the same time. So oh, really? Yeah. So the the way it works, he got a bigger he got a bigger advance than you did. I know that. <laughs> well, his they promoted the crap, and and he actually had a really good marketing strategy that he used. Um, well, he, he also had a cool over. hook, right? He's a yeah. he's a, a LAPD cold case detective. Yeah, and so the hook is, hey, I'm using the same things that I use to. Uh, to examine, you know, crimes that are really old to find out who did them. Yeah. I'm using that same technique to see if this whole Christianity thing is legit. Yep. And, and people who may not know the story don't know he was an atheist, right? He, right. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to use the same stuff that I use as a detective and, and see if this, uh, if this stuff holds up and yeah. that's how he became a Christian. Yeah. The, the guy, um, who was the guy? Um, oh shoot, what was his name? He was co-writer with uh, Francis Chan. Um, for which book? He's got a big podcast. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Crazy Love, Erasing Hell. Oh. Um, oh. Shoot, let me let me. The I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Francis Chan. You know, Francis Chan is listed, but it. Uh, oh, Preston Sprinkle. So Preston, dude, the Jane dude's Warner. name is Preston Sprinkle. Yeah, wow. And he survived childhood with that name. That's amazing. <laughs> He's actually quite the uh, critical thinker and theologian. But he and Jay Warner Wallace and myself, we were all three published at the same time. So you get to know the other authors because uh, David C. Cook would throw events around that time. And like I had a beer with Preston at one, at one point, you know, just meeting up, meeting our, our, um, 
editors and what have you. Just really cool guy, man. And um, Jay Warner Wallace, I remember just asking him, like, hey, do you want to do the thing where, like, you know, we, I interview you, you interview me. He was so cool. He's like, sure, like, let's do it, you know. And 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 I knew that dude's platform was Jimungus. He knew mine wasn't. Like, I was just into church planning, you know. He He knew mine wasn't. But he was like, "Yeah, let let's do it." Like, it just well, one real, thing I can say, nice from, guys. Yeah, from knowing him, and it's not like I was bosom buddies with the guy or anything, right? Yeah. But just having met him and even talking to him before his book came out, he he's interested in like you spreading the gospel, yeah, reaching the lost, huh? It's it's like it's like Pete. Like, there's other people out there. Uh, like they're just in this for their career. <laughs> Can I say his name? Can I say his name? No, his name? no. <laughs> Everyone doesn't know we were literally just talking about someone before we started the podcast, <laughs> and I'm like, "Can we bring him up?" Can we? No, we can't. Nope, we're not doing it. Yeah. So, uh, so, anyways, Pete, uh, wh- 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 we're gonna talk today, everybody. But first, we're gonna have a little smack talk. Don't get salty. I wish I could remember which button was the smack talk button. Is it this one? Got a bad feeling about nope. this. <laughs> that should be. I know. What was this? Is it this? Yeah. Right, Scott. Nope, it's not that nope. one. Don't, don't, don't jinx us. Get I know. to the judge blind. Get to no. the judge blind. I got no. a bad feeling about no. this. Is is about accurate. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Come on, Let hit me it. Tell you something, brother. Now that it's that part of the show where we talk smack, what, what you gonna do when the Church Planner podcast runs wild on you? I knew it was one of those buttons. I didn't I know we had a it. button for that. I forgot about that. Hey, Hulk. I, I know, right? <laughs> you I, gotta love I watched a video I... last night with my kids to horrify them um, about people that got exposed. They had this little like three and a half inch like plutonium ball. Uh, that they were going to drop after uh, Nagasaki um, in in Hiroshima. They're like, yeah, if the Japanese don't surrender, we got this other thing. It was this three and a half inch, so highly radio radioactive um, that there was this core, this metal core that they had to put it like over it. But if it one touched the other, it was so highly activated. There was this blue flashlight because a guy would riskily use this screwdriver to get the lid off that this plutonium ball sat in because they had to test it every once in a while to see if it was going critical or close to going critical. And um, he got this blue flash. And I guess at that kind of uh, detonation, he, he got a one millionth of what Nagasaki and Hiroshima got. And he was dead within days, literally just turned his hand blue, turned his hand blue. Wow. And then disintegrated his DNA. That's what he died from. It, it the, the radiation so powerful. And the reason I brought that up was we mentioned Hulk, uh, a different Hulk admittedly, but how cool is that within like, if you started second- watching the, uh, the new King, no Godzilla series on Apple oh, TV there with is Kurt one? Russell. Oh, I'm Kurt Russell totally watch star. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Is this a I parallel think, universe? Am I dead? Because that I sounds think like episode heaven. four comes out today. Holy crap. And, and it's actually really, I'm really enjoying it. So the Jones family is really weird. We're into like strength. Like we got really into that Godzilla versus King Kong thing. Okay. Like yeah. we were, that was a big deal in our house. We we're taking bets on Godzilla or King Kong. So now, was that Godzilla the one that was in San Francisco? Like, yeah. We, we, there was a whole series of movies. They were cool. They didn't make it that big, but they were awesome. Well, this is supposed to be a continuation of that franchise. Yeah, there's like alpha predators that live yeah. underground and they come. Oh, dude, I'm all about that. Let's go. Yeah, no, so, so I'm I'm totally I'm I, well, first of all, I like Godzilla. Well, I was gonna bring back, I was gonna bring back like think of God, where it says, No man shall see the Lord and live. Imagine if like just radioactive particles like that. Imagine being in the presence of God. Right. Like, what's that going to do to you? That'll fry your DNA. That'll just break your DNA strands, man. Disintegrate them. Mm, that's true. Back to Godzilla. From God to Godzilla. Let's go. 
No, I'm done with the Godzilla thing. I was just going to say, okay, so I was telling you that I've been watching Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. And now, admittedly, I'm several episodes behind. Honestly, it's because it's more <laughs> of a chore to watch that show than to, like, enjoy the show. And I'm watching, I don't even know what episode it is, but it must have been some two-hour episode because the dang thing kept going on and on and on and on. And I'm like, dude, will someone just please put the show out of its misery. But it's like, it, you can tell how bad the writing has gotten because now I feel like I'm watching a soap opera as opposed to like the way The Walking Dead was, right? Where you were right. just like watching it and as the story unfolds, it's like, well, this guy's an enemy, and now he's a good guy, and now he's an enemy, and now he's a good guy, and now and it's like, yeah. dude, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. You could tell things were going bad on The Walking Dead when the directors started inserting themselves at the end of the show and saying, you know, we were sitting around thinking about what do we do here, and they made this whole like little vignette at the end of every episode. Did talking they? about their yeah in the last season maybe last two seasons of walking dead i stopped this. watching i have not watched the last season of the walking dead like to we me it watched it so only bad, to heckle I couldn't it. watch it yeah no we the last couple seasons inner and i it wasn't intentional it just kind of started because the writing was so bad that we would start heckling it and then by the final at the final season we only watched it to heckle it it was like mystery science theater 3000 that's all we did was heckle it. It was that bad. Did you uh did you watch the new Hunger Games movie yet? No, because my wife is reading the book. She'll be done in like a couple chapters. And then I didn't, I didn't even know it was based it. off of a book. That's interesting. I thought yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. like, oh, we're gonna do a prequel now. No, she the the author actually writes the prequel. And uh but that Andrew makes a lot more sense because I enjoyed it. Like yeah. Jamie and I went and saw it this last weekend, and, and I kept thinking, how are they going to turn Snow bad? Because yeah. Snow wasn't the bad guy who he was in the movies. And I'm like, yeah. this is going to be tough to to turn him. And lo and behold, man, by the end, you're like, yeah, no. But what I really thought was interesting. Don't give the plot away because I have not seen it. If you tell me he gives birth to himself. No, it's not that. Don't, 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 don't. Here's I I'll no I'll edit no. myself. I'll I'll edit the Do answer. Do not blow this for me. I can't wait to see this movie. I'll edit the answer. But here's the question. Mm. So it, it basically the idea behind. I'm gonna it leave is, this for the listener. I'm taking my no, head no, 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 no. I'm not. No, put it back on. Put it back on. Okay. I'm, I'm all right. not. All right. I'm not gonna ruin. It. All right. The the premise is they're all in school in the capital, right? Yeah. The capital city. I know he starts hundred- out good. I just don't yeah, want to hear he starts how he out goes bad. The Hunger Games have been well. I mean, don't tell me, don't tell me. Yeah. He he just he's struggling, right? Like he's yeah. it's what would someone do who's struggling financially, socially, economic? The whole works, right? Mm. But that's not the point that I was going to make here. So the Hunger Games have been going on for ten years at the the point that the movies is happening. Okay, and so the game maker is like, why do we have the Hunger Games? And everyone's got to give their answer. You know, why do we still do the Hunger Games? Because the Hunger Games viewership is going down. People don't want to watch it anymore. And, you know, all that type of stuff. And at the very end, you know, she talks to Snow and she's like, or he might, he might have even said, hey, I finally have an answer to your question. And she's like, what are the Hunger Games? And then he tells her. And then she goes. And I'm not even going to say what she says next. And then he tells her the answer to that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that really is why the Hunger Games exist. Like they finally really encapsulated why the Hunger Games exist. Oh, wow. And it is nothing about altruism. It, It is literally, nope, that's human nature right there, summed up in one conversation. Boom. That's why they do the Hunger Games. So that I thought was really enjoyable. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. I'm going to go see it. I didn't know it was based off a book, though. I I learned something new every day on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, And if you guys did not know that, here's here's what to call it. It's Fortnite the book. Mm. 
Speaking of Fortnite, Vinny hasn't played in a while. I'm starting to go through withdrawals. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. I, I like asked you to a game the other day. It might have been your daughter. It was I don't Liberty. Know. Yeah, there Liberty, no Liberty sucked me back in. Yeah. So yeah. she and I played last night. Um, but yeah, she she it, she's it's so funny because you know I'm the good one. <laughs> oh, between I mean, we got number two last night, and oh, nice. but I was getting I was getting crowned Vex, um, kind of at the beginning here. But uh, I think yeah, we're doing all right. So yeah, well, the new have... season's coming up in a few days. Is like it? Two. Is it a few days? Yeah, two or three days, something okay. like that. Cool, man. The I don't like the revamp that they did. Well, it it's work. a flashback to the original Fortnite, which is why they only oh, did it for a month. It says OG. It's okay. the original map that they had in Fortnite. Okay, all right. That's yeah, why it's, it's only been a month and it's over. Okay, and yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, that's that's well, all. It Christmas is. is coming in a couple of days, and I love that where you go into the like little Christmas lodge, and they give you oh, presents yeah. every you day. Get the free, oh, free I stuff. love that. Yeah. yeah, you get the cool costume or the record or whatever. So I'm into that. So, dude, you just reminded me. That's where I got the uh, the the Matrix. Uh, what do they call those? The octagon thingies that would come after you in the matrix oh you have one of those yeah it's a fly it's a glider oh, you grab onto them what you yeah it was from the christmas box in the christmas box like last Dude. year too. whenever the new matrix movie came out that was so awful oh, talk about another awful yeah movie. that was pretty bad and i really liked the matrix man. i have to say i went back a few months back and watched blade runner the sequel and i liked it more pete than i did the first time if <laughs> there we go that's, that's that all you need to know about the movie that's what i did to you remember we're in the movie yes. and, seeing it together, and i look at you and go Bong. that was the soundtrack <laughs> oh my gosh that movie was just i don't know if i really liked the idea of blade runner more than the movie itself yeah because i mean even if i go back and watch the original blade runner i'm like I, see, I love sci-fi. I think that's what it is. I just love sci-fi, but I don't think it's a great movie. Like I don't. Yeah, you know, it's just it's good. I don't think it's great, great. Scott Pete. Great Ridley Scott. Great Ridley Scott, indeed. Oh, oh. and diddly do. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. What? Do Ned Flanders? Do it. Oh, oh. Calm down, ding diddly, ding diddly. Gotta be nice, shadly idly. Gotta say, no, what does he say? Uh, then he has one more. Um, keep together or something like that. Oh, diddly, ding dong, hell crap. It's the best. <laughs> so good. All right, here we go. Here's, oh, here's hostility our... diddly. That was one of them. diddly. Oh, dude. <laughs> that was so good. I really love it when uh, we were talking to David Achado one time and he said his. It was somebody on his, was it David Achata? It might've been Jeff Vanderstelt. One of them we were talking to and they're like, well, you know, he used to be a seventh day Adventist. And then we had to pull oh, up the clip. from Family And Guy. now I am a Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know everybody, I am a free Methodist, which is the theologically conservative, slightly charismatic with the seatbelt and uh, yeah. Ordaining women. Uh, as as ministers, uh, free Methodist. So there you go. That's what I am. Proud of it. And you would have just uh, you you just lost half of our audience with the ordaining uh, women. You know, just oh man, I'm telling you. Uh, if you want to hear a great argument um, for that, go to through the word. Download the app. You can hear me talk through it. Uh, Chris Langham and I deal with that on the First Timothy passage in question, and then we have a couple B sides where we really unpack it. And um, those are the best arguments I, I can put forward for people to reconsider. It's one verse. And uh, that one verse, I believe, is a difficult verse and has been misinterpreted. Uh, um, it doesn't line up with the rest of Scripture and what we see. So that, that would be my argument. And for those that are already mad, you're mad because you don't have an open mind. Right. Like I don't question scripture. Scripture is infallible. Um, but I do question my interpretation. And when often when I'll talk to people about that verse, they're so sure. And I was once in that seat. Yeah. No, what's challenged. funny is I was talking with uh, I'm not going to say the person's name. 
but I will say this. It was via text. Yeah. It might've been in a group. <laughs> so you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, um, and I, I can't remember if we were talking about women in ministry or if it was something else. And he goes, well, this is the reason why I believe this. And he goes, you know, uh, Dean, because the Bible says it and this, that, and the next. And I go, oh, that's so funny. That's exactly why I don't believe in what you just said <laughs> for those exact same reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like that's like the old standby. Well, the Bible says this, so I believe it. Well, okay, but the Bible says this, so I believe it. Like, we gotta this, we have to be able to di- discuss this hey, and if, talk if about these. God issues. is actually saying women can't do it. I'm great with that. Like if that's what God's saying. Well, yeah, but, no, but that's not what that passage it, it's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, this isn't that topic. Today, this isn't so that topic. We got to get yeah. into our topic. We have right. done topics. I like we've done podcasts on this, so it's probably where we lose our audience. All right. That's, that's why we've remained smaller than uh, so-and-so's uh, church planning <laughs> podcast. Well, amongst who shall things, remain nameless. I, I do believe that many Isn't people like Voldemort. Not, we can't say his name. <laughs> yes. And many people do not like uh, they don't like uh, the smack talk. And the difference is we do. And that's why we do it. And, you know, some some things are worth not not being famous for. And uh, I think smack talk's a good trade. I'm good I, with it. Me too. All right. We've been we doing it 10 years. Right. We're not going to stop. Great Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> you mouth that with feeling. I, I, I actually felt a bit of emotion when you did that. Um, yeah. So What's funny is, I don't topic, even like that movie, and you guys love it. You and Charlie loved it. <laughs> Beyond, like that is hands down my favorite comedy. Yeah. There's a good Christmas movie. Today's episode is about Christmas. There's a Christmas movie called Spirited with Will Ferrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds on Apple TV. You I haven't seen it yet. That. Is it any good? Funny as heck. It's really? a musical, and I hate musicals, but it's a musical that makes fun of musicals. So uh, I can I can tolerate that. That's part of the humor. Uh, and the first number, they're like, why are they singing about this? And I guess just what they do. You know, so it's it's about the uh, ghosts that haunt haunt Ebenezer Scrooge, and uh, there's this whole like company back a house that um, is on the case. It's funny as heck, and uh, Ryan Reynolds is the uh, Scrooge character, and will you know the modern day right. what they would call an unredeemable. They have to go after him and turn him. You know, but uh, it's pretty good. I think you'll like it. Interesting, and uh, so. And I think Will Ferrell's a ghost of Christmas present, and uh, it's pretty good. But uh, that said, uh, good afternoon, everyone. And if you've seen that movie, you'll understand the humor of what I just said. But uh, we are going to talk about Christmas as it's coming. Santa Claus is coming to town. That means for your church plant, you have uh, huge opportunities in front of you. And at the outset, I would say... In a world like we have today with Christmas um, being kind of like one of the sparks of joy, light, um, togetherness, family. Um, and don't forget, you know, it centers around the birth of Christ. It's a perfect opportunity. I got a text from someone last night just saying, hey, Peyton, when was uh, Jesus born and i said well scholars say about you know six to four bc and um he said well okay that didn't make sense man like uh, let's get together and do a bible study on that well this is someone that i've been working on for a while and i'm like okay you just invited me to a bible study about when jesus was born okay let's go so these are the kinds of things that christmas affords you it's an excuse to talk about Jesus boldly and loudly. I mean, shoot, if uh, Bad Religion can put out a Christmas album and sing hymns, I think we could talk about Jesus too, you know? Yes. Were, okay. Were you, were you expecting more from me? I, w- I just, every once in a while, feel I, it's like a pressure cooker. I should let a little steam off with Pete Mitchell, you know, let let him talk. I wish you felt that way when we interviewed people when we were doing hardcore church planning together, but <laughs> it didn't happen then. So 
No, I, I didn't. I hogged all the questions. I'm used to uh baby being put in the corner. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. Nice. Well, um, here's, here's the deal. I think in today's world, like I said, we've got, um, you know, it's statistically they're saying that people are decorating sooner. Um, in the Jones house, we decorate sooner, um, simply because, uh, it's just one of those weird things, you know, um, people are looking for that little bit extra now, um, of joy or like a ray of light. And that, you know, again, I'm still fascinated by the psychological changes that happened during COVID and people actually during COVID locked to Bible apps, Bible apps spiked. I know because I work for one, you version, everybody saw spikes when people think they're going to die or, you know, things don't, don't underestimate right now. The, um, uh, Palestinian, um, Jewish conflict, is certainly um, causing people to go online and start searching things like revelation in times, um, whether or not this is anything to do with that or not. That is how people respond. Is that, to this. Is that why I got all these left behind movies showing up on Amazon prime now? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's Definitely. a lot of them they're showing trending. up. Yeah. I'm like, trending. Oh my gosh. You know, I never wanted to watch these. I still don't want to watch them. Yeah. And, and the sad thing is people will go to that for their theology rather than just a straightforward reading of revelation. They'll actually go to those kinds of places to try to, to get their answers. But this is where, you know, it's funny. I noticed when I got back to America that very little was being said about the actual birth of Jesus. And I don't know if preachers were bored or, you know, they feel they got to spice it up or make it more accessible. But I I remember Andrea went with her friend to, it's like one of her best friends. She invited her to go to the Mormon church. And Andrea's like, you know, hun, there was more of Jesus in that service than there was in any of the Christian stuff I've been to this year, um, which, which was interesting, you know? And so I think this is the time to, as... <laughs> as the Victorians used to say, to make much of Jesus. This is that time. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, huh. That's, that's you know, yeah. I mean, you, you will see, like, pay attention to what you see, pay attention to what you're seeing advertised. And you and I did pictures with Santa as an outreach yeah. outside of our Sunday service. And then invited people. This in, is the skinniest in. Santa in the world. But he didn't even pat himself with a pillow. I mean, <laughs> come on, Don. You know, Don Overstreet. I mean, not Don Overstreet. Sto- uh, Don Stoner. Great man. What a great time. Yeah, he was the skinniest uh, Santa ever, but he had the beard for it. So he got the job. But uh, man, I'm telling we you. We had that- him on the podcast, too. We had him on a podcast and we were like, we might lose the other half of the audience. We, with- <laughs> we lost some people as a result of that. I am confident. But and, and as I told you before, like, and so, I mean, you guys can go back if you want to go listen to those. I think there was like three interviews we did with Don Stoner, which I think are excellent. Now, as you always like to point out, he helped invent the CD player. Uh, his dad worked on the Manhattan Project. Dude yeah. is a literal genius. He's a genius. Yeah. And. The reason why I always bring this up is part of it was because in in discussions with him in our church plant, um, I don't I don't have a problem at all with theistic evolution as a possible way that God created the the universe or the you know life on our planet, whatever. But to me, it's got to be the theistic part. Like they're at, like evolution without God doesn't make any sense to me. Like I keep watching all these. But because of those conversations, when I was talking with Wayne, when Wayne, you know, non-Christian guy, more of an agnostic, I always thought he was an atheist, but he wasn't. He's like, no, I don't think you can know all there is to know about everything. I'm just agnostic about it. Who does really believe in evolution? And I was like, look, I don't have a problem with it. And here's why I don't have a problem. But this is this is the theistic part. This is the only way to me that it makes any sense. And it's like, because of those conversations, you know, Wayne was like, oh, maybe, maybe this God thing is legit, you know, and I don't have a problem with 
the universe being 13.5 billion years old? I don't know. I mean, and for me, that's also because of quantum physics, which again, Don Stoner, I've talked about, you know, quantum physics says it can simultaneously be 7,000 years old and 13.5 billion years old. Like that's, that's part of the craziness of quantum physics. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with either one because of, but because of those kind of being willing to engage, I should say, in those conversations. Yeah. And not, it takes nothing away from God and how he did everything takes nothing away from that. Right. And just being able to say, look, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't personally believe theistic evolution. I, I, it's not my go-to. Yeah. I I definitely would say it's not my go-to, but I, but like you, maybe I wasn't there, you know, it, does that contradict the Bible? No. And would it, you know, would there be, um, how do I put it? Like, yeah, the billions. I, I actually think the earth is older and I've got a different way of reading um, Genesis, which still honors every word in that text. Um, that That is not the gap theory. It's not the day age theory. Um, but, you know, we've talked about all this again. But, yeah, I think removing barriers to entry. I remember telling that guy because uh, there was a guy in one of my church plants who um, he when after I came back to America, he said, oh, I'm an atheist. And I said, you are. He goes, yeah, I can't believe in God anymore. And I said, why? He goes, well, because I believe in evolution. And I go, wait a second. You can't believe in God because you believe in evolution? He goes, yeah, they're mutually exclusive. I said, no, they're not. Like, if God chose to use evolution, he's like, you mean you could actually believe that? And I go, yeah. He goes, you're the first pastor that's told me that. He goes, the pastor that replaced you at the church told me I wasn't a Christian if I believe in evolution. I'd never thought about it. I just told him I believe in it. He said, well, you're not a Christian then. So I went back to atheism. I'm like, dude, no, you're not going to show up to heaven's gates trusting in Christ. I asked him, do you trust in Christ? Yes. I'm like, and he's like, well, I did, and 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 I still would. And I said, I said so let's walk it through. You're going to die. And you're going to show up at heaven's gates and Peter's going to be like, okay, now we know Peter's not there. I'm using an example, you know, take <laughs> argument. I go, he's going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. You believe in evolution? No, I'm sorry. You trust in Jesus, but you can't come in. And he started laughing. He goes, well, Peyton, I guess I'm still a Christian then because I believe everything. Everything else, I just, I studied all this really intensely and it's just what I believe. And I'm like, brother, that's not a barrier the entry into the kingdom right. of God. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that. Um, and he goes, yeah. He's like, you know, I read Genesis and I'm like, this this is fine. Like, this doesn't contradict what I believe. You know, he's like, I received it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're good. And so much damage is done. It's fundamentalism. It's not evangelicalism. Evangelicalism has now turned to fundamentalism. Yeah. The 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 things fundamentalism will always come back and make a comeback, and fundamentalism um, existed. Evangelicalism came out of that and said, "This is people that are rational and thinking, people like apologists and others." But then fundamentalism took over evangelicalism again, which usually tends to be the non-thinking part of Christianity. Um, and then and then. Then they get sucked in all this left behind nonsense. So then it becomes, okay, now you're you've got a whole like 10 volume fictional series that you're basing your theology on. But you think I'm heretical or you think I'm aberrant in my doctrine because I still hold to the scripture. I'm just saying, hey, maybe my interpretation of this is in question. Wow, this really went off the rails on Christmas. <laughs> well, no. I, I think it's important, though, because what you're talking about is tradition. Yeah. And our traditions have replaced theology. That's like, a really good way to put it. And to me, that that's why that's why there are certain things that are so clear cut in the Bible. Yeah. I'm unbending on. Like, the only way to God is through Jesus. Period. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hands down. That's it. That is clear throughout the entire, uh, really the entire Bible, right? Because all the Old Testament is so pointing to Jesus and then the whole life of Jesus. 
it's like, okay, there are certain things that are just unbending. And then there are other things, you know, where God even says, hey, you don't need to know everything. It's not important for you to know everything. Absolutely. And we don't, because what do we do know? Like when it comes to the supernatural stuff, there is some crazy stuff that God goes, you don't need to know all this. Right. We know there are angels. We know there are demons that are fallen angels. We know that, uh, man, who was it? Was it Saul that went to the sorcerer and she conjured up yeah. Samuel, the prophet? Yeah. Yeah. So we know that could technically happen. Right. Like there's some way that some of these sorcerers can access the other side. And that we also know is not what God wants us to do or spend our time on. So, so, it's so like, you want to hear something kind of weird? Uh, does this have to do with I your church plant, it. man? Does this have to do no. with your church? Is, 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 is this Christmas episode really going off the rails? Okay. Talk about Chris, ghosts of Christmas, right? Um, over the last like three weeks, um, my wife and I have been hearing this woman talking to us in our house. And it's not Siri. It's not. Alexa, it's not my alarm system which talks. I keep hearing. Yeah, I know she just turned on yeah, behind you. I can see her as soon did, as yeah. you said it. <laughs> but but I'm hearing. Uh, I, it's happened to me two three times in the last few weeks, where a woman is directly whispering right into my ear. And last night, Andrea came up and said, "Hey," because I told her a few weeks back, she blew me off. You know, last night she goes, "Hey." have you been hearing a woman talk downstairs? And I go, yeah, she goes, ah, she like, she, she was trying to, I'm like, babe, that's what I've been telling you. I'm telling you, like, not just hearing her talk, like here in Liberty heard it once we we're, we we're there and we heard two women talking and it was like a conversation. We could hear it in the house. Now it, it wasn't outside. It wasn't like, so we've got some supernatural stuff popping off. Well, going back to our topic, um, there are people say, oh, that's demonic. No, you know, the soul might leave an imprint. It could be someone that passed and their soul leaves an imprint where a tape plays over and over. Sometimes like, I mean, I it, when you go to places that are like have had human inhabitants for a very long time, you'll see things like almost like tapes play over where somebody will be doing that they're they're not necessarily sentient i used to think because my house was haunted growing up my grandparents house was haunted like these were all things but they we did knew. demonic they, they, they were, did occultic things yeah the, and, and yeah. there were definitely demonic things that happened as well but i remember seeing things in my grandparents house like seeing apparitions and they weren't interacting with me i was it was like watching a movie and that was what opened me up to Christianity and spirituality. But then I remember for years I'd hear preach, oh, it's demonics are masquerading. Why would they do that? That's telling people there's an afterlife. Like, and and the well, it's telling them that they're not in heaven or hell. Nobody's in heaven or hell yet. It, the spirits of believers are in heaven in spirit form, not bodily. Heaven comes to earth. The final resting place is heaven on earth when the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven to earth and the earth is renewed and we are here in our resurrected bodies. The dead who might get trapped because the earth will give up all its dead on the day of judgment. Then when they are reunited with their bodies, they will be cast in a lake of fire where their bodies will be consumed a second time. And that is called the second death where they live in eternity without their bodies as spirits in torment. Uh, one of the punishments and penalties is not having your body. One of the rewards of glory is a resurrected body. So, so like just understanding basic theology, this actually fits. Yes, there could be people trapped, right? Just, just on the back end of life, just like well, on the front end of life, birth defects, think... things happen, things go wrong. There are people that who could actually get stuck. That well, is and that's why too when. when... When, um, until the you're looking judgment, for, then everybody will be, go where they need to. If you're looking for like biblical proof for something like this, you know, one of the things that, that I always look to is I go, okay, you remember the story about Elisha's bones, right? 
Yeah. They they're they're in a rush. They're burying people. Elisha's bones are in the the yeah. the grave, and they throw another dude in, and he just his dead body touches Elisha's bones, and he comes back to life. His bones, people. His bones, right? Like that's, come that's on. the whole idea of relics in the in the in the Catholic Church. And we're not endorsing that. Please. We know no, we've given you some far-fetched ideas today, but all I'm saying is there is more out there than we understand. And I'm just saying, look, I there is God, more than is dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. <laughs> yes. It's just like, okay, look, there's stuff out there. We don't understand it all. God even tells us you don't understand it, and you don't need to understand it. You don't. And and here's the thing, right? The apostles did believe in ghosts. They thought uh, Peter well, was a ghost. They, did. they thought yeah. Jesus walking on the water was a ghost. Like they believe in the boogeyman. And I, I, I've i always kind of pointed out whether that was superstitious, whether they were wrong. They believe things that were either wrong or they believe in ghosts. You take your pick. That means that you believe in things that are wrong sometimes too. And you just got to live with that. But, or maybe there's ghosts. So, or, you know, or remember way, Paul throwing the demon out of the girl who could tell the future. Yeah. And then they were all pissed because they're like, she lost that ability. Yeah. Yeah. That was our moneymaker. So it's like, okay, so even there are some (laughs) demons that have, you know, the ability to see further into the future than I'm just others. I'm just telling you when you start kind of being open, like, huh, like you move away from like fundamentalist, stay evangelical in the true sense of the word where the scripture's infallible. Right. But have fun with this stuff because it makes you a better conversationist with unbelievers. Like it makes it so easy to push past all that stuff that, well, what about UFOs? I'll always be like, you know what? Yeah, there could be aliens that we don't know about. That doesn't I usually come back God. to I usually come back to, hey, just show me some intelligent life on Earth to begin with, and then I'll believe there's intelligent life outside of Earth. But again, people get hung up trying to deny that, and then people go, oh, well, you know, then in that case, I can't believe God because I do believe in aliens. Well, why are you making that a point of entry? So, uh, listen, this has been the podcast on Christmas that really went off the rails. This is the Christmas Church Planner podcast episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a Christmas present. You know, sure, it's wrapped up. Absolutely, we have to call this one the ghost, uh, the Christmas episode, uh, the ghost of Christmas. Past the ghost of Christmas. Let's just call it the ghost past of Christmas. for evolution. You know, that topic, present and future for end times. We've covered all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we had any listeners, they're certainly gone now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're sorry for being ourselves. This <sighs> is uh, this is why we can't have nice things. This is so, why our podcast will never uh, never get its own radio show. We'll we'll be yeah. stuck in the podcast realm forever. Remember remember that time that um, uh, Walter Martin's daughter wanted to have our, yeah. our podcast on, and we're like, uh, we were nice. We we reached out and said, uh, that's probably a bad idea. You probably well, don't want to put us on your. Honestly, radio I station. think she would have put us on. I I really think. It was more of us just going, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't think she really knows what she's getting into. <laughs> I think that's more of what it was. That's right, man. We we're stupid for turning down radio time, though. I know, right? How idiotic! Radio time's super expensive. I bet you if we went back to her now, she'd still give it to us. <laughs> she probably would. Maybe, maybe we should take over Michigan. Maybe Is that maybe where it we was? get back. I can't even I remember. Think it was, where it was Michigan, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, next week, uh, since we covered Christmas so well, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, Pete. Let's do we, Easter. Let's do Easter. <laughs> I'm thinking I want to talk next week about Through the Word together. If you don't have the Through the Word app, um, Pete, you got to get this and check out this new feature. Check my Facebook page for the commercial they made for this thing. It is It is a project we've been working on for two years and it's finally come together. It makes discipleship so freaking easy. Mm. Like it, it's going to be amazing. So I'm going to want to talk about that. Also, one thing I do want to say, this is the end of the year. Um, if, if you want to partner with new breed, we are seeking a number of partners right now. Uh, we're actually seeking, let me pull it up here. One partner at 2,500 per month, five at a thousand per month. 10 at 500 per month, 25 at 100 per month, 35 at 50 per month, and 50 at 25 
per month. And Pete Mitchell is one of those 50. So, uh, you know, if, if you want to contribute to train up people all over the world, we are in 72 countries. Our active cohort then ended on Monday, uh, just finished. Um, we were training 90 people from nearly 20 different countries. It was incredible. In the new year, we will be training. Uh, we're doing our Making Disciples course um, cohort. This is going to go for eight weeks. We want to reach even more people, and we need your help to get there. So if you want to help us out and partner with us, remember our tagline is Disciple Like Jesus to Plant Like Paul. This is the Disciple Like Jesus cohort. It's called Discipology. Ah, not jump school, Pete. Discipology. And uh, anyway, I'm so happy that it's something other than jump. Yeah, school. I moved away from jump school. Nothing's jump school anymore. But uh, discipology, you can help us if you become a donor. We'll just give you access. You're in, right? Like we we will just give you a seat at the table to come through that cohort. So that'll be in January. And uh, just head on over to newbreedtraining slash or. Newbreedtraining.com slash give. Got to put the dot com in there. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in in uh, getting rich, then uh, go to uh, missionbybusinessology.com. <laughs> Missionbybusinessschool.com. <laughs> Missionbybusinessology. Everything's going to be an ology, right? <laughs> That's your new. That's right. Hey, at least they're different names, man. That's all I really yeah. care about. Yeah. No, I was uh, just uh, mission by jump That's what it's, it's jump plantology. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. No, hey guys, uh, we've got the I've got the training that I do for bivocational pastors, basically showing them how that they can uh, earn a living on the side. And really, what we're focusing on right now is how to take advantage of all this AI stuff that's out there. How do we use the AI to help businesses uh, grow their businesses? Uh, I use it in mine. I use it on a whole bunch of clients. It's literally changing the game, especially for uh, probably two of the the toughest industries right now, which is real estate and mortgage because of uh, what interest rates have done and all that type of stuff. But these guys are absolutely loving it because we're using AI to literally qualify their prospects, book appointments, all that type of stuff. And there's an opportunity out there for bivocational pastors who are looking for a gig that can pay them a full-time wage without taking full-time time. So check out missionbybusiness.com. You can see everything that we got going on there. Uh, Don't wait until the new year. You want to get going in the new year. So go check it out now. Let's talk. I'm not going to let you actually invest in anything after you watch uh, the the webinar that I got there. Um, You and I will have to actually talk, see if it's right for you, answer all your questions, and uh, we'll go from there. So again, missionbybusiness.com. All right. Well, guys, that has been today's... uh very rambunctious episode of Church Planner Podcast. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like today was one of those days where um, we just want to talk about everything. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we did not help you at all gear up for Christmas, but uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we helped you today, kept you entertained, and uh, puzzled your kids if they were listening in the car along with you. That's it. I forgot. I got the tagline now. Hey, if you want to reach the ones that nobody's reaching, you got to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Ology. <laughs> School.com.